When it comes to the definition of success, at times we may limit that understanding to what's finite, to what's limited, to what we can fit within the parameters of what we can see, what we can hear, what we can touch, what we can feel. That type of success is fine. But real success, as determined by Allah Azza wa Jalla, is in connection with the hereafter, is in connection with the infinite, is in connection with ending up in a place where Allah is pleased with you, first and foremost. And you, you end up in a place where there are incredible things, things that the human eye has never seen, the ear has never heard, and the intellect has never thought of, the heart has never dreamed of. We ask Allah to gather all of us in paradise, in Jannah and Mirabil Alameen. 
If I want to be successful based on the divine determination of what that success is, then I need to look at the guidelines that Allah has given me to help me to get there. If I think to myself that I want to get to Disneyland, for example, I need to follow the directions to get there. If I want to sincerely get somewhere and I punch in, okay, this is the destination, I know where I want to go, I don't know exactly how to get there. So I need help, I need guidance. At least 17 times a day, what has Allah prescripted in Surah Fatiha, in our prayers? A dua. Guide us, guide us, guide us. Make us those who tread the straight path. And part of that is to be balanced. There's the importance of the theory as well as the importance of the practice. If there's only theory, there may be a lot of ilm, but very little to know amal, al-maghdubi alayhi. May Allah protect us from that. Every time we recite Surah Fatiha, we're asking Allah for three different things. We want one, we don't want two. We want to go down the straight path. We need Allah to guide us by the hand down that straight path. And we want Allah to protect us from another path. And Maghubi alayhim, those who have earned Allah's wrath, may Allah protect us, those who have earned Allah's anger. If you earned the anger of the most merciful, the most gracious, the most compassionate, He must have really messed up. We seek Allah's refuge from them. Allah is teaching us through this surah, through this dua. And if Allah is making it mandatory for us to ask Him for something specific, don't you think He wants to give it to us? The answer is of course. If Allah has mandated for us to pray five times a day, and within those prayers, it's mandated that we recite Surah Fatiha. And within Surah Fatiha, it's mandated we recite this dua. That path is where knowledge and theory are coupled together. When there's a lot of theory, but little to no practice, and maghdubi alayhim. If there's practice but no theory to back it up, adhanim. If I want to make it to my destination, if I want to make it to Jannah, then it would be wise, it would be a smart move for us to take a step back and reflect, how am I doing? Not in a negative way, not in a, a way where someone is getting down on themselves and it turns into self-loathing, that's not the point. When we reflect on our relationship with the Qur'an, let's leave that to the side. Let's think in a positive mindset, in a positive fashion. How am I doing in connection with my relationship with the Qur'an? How is my connection to this GPS for my heart to take me to Jannah? The Prophet ﷺ one time he was asked by a companion. The Prophet told the companion, because the Prophet was very pleased with him. I'm paraphrasing here. The Prophet was very pleased with him, so that because he kept serving the Prophet, and the Prophet said, What do you want? What do you want? Just mention what you want, I'll make dua for you. He said, I want to be with you in Jannah. Look at the way he's thinking, look at his priority. What is at the forefront of his mind? Not necessarily 
finite success, not necessarily limited success. In his mind, he wants unlimited success. And our dean teaches us the importance of balance between both, but the reality is one is far more of a, far more of a priority than the other. One third of the dua is related to the finite, two thirds related to the infinite. Allah is teaching us a formula. Yes, when it comes to dunya, we want good with Allah's barakah, with Allah's blessing. It's not just asking Allah for a whole lot of money, pair that with and make it good for me, Ya Allah. Help me to use it in ways to bring me closer to you, Ya Allah. Help me to use these blessings that you've already given me and that I'm asking you to give me in the future. Make these true blessings through and through. And what makes something a true blessing through and through? When it's connected to your infinite success. That's what success is, as determined by the one who defines success in the first place. For dunya hasana is fine, that's good. When it comes to a good situation in school, in terms of work, in terms of house, car, clothing, family, education, all of that, mashallah, the dunya hasana. You can't leave out the term hasana because in the ayah before that, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah mentions that there are some people, they say, Rabbana atina fi dunya. They don't mention hasana, and Allah says, wa akhirati min khala. And for this person in the hereafter, they have no share whatsoever. Nothing. And then in the ayah afterwards is where we find what we should ask Allah. And there are others who say, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, wa akhirati hasana, wa qina adhaban. That's who we want to be. Success in this life is good. We aim for that. The Prophet taught us that Allah has prescribed ihsan upon everything. So now if we put that into practice, if we reflect on that, how can I have ihsan when I'm putting my shoes on? Can I be mindful to put on my right shoes before my left? It's very small. But these practices, there are four main components in the surah. In the first of these four, Look at what Allah prioritizes. The Prophet was feeling low because there was a pause in revelation. And he wasn't sure why. So he was reflecting and wondering within himself, did I, did I do anything wrong? Is Allah upset with me? What's going on? He was confused. He didn't know. How did Allah respond? The first thing Allah prioritized was to comfort and heal his heart. Because when the heart is in pain, nothing else matters. Your periphery doesn't matter. What's going on around you, your heart doesn't really care that much. You're not really present because you're swallowed by all of this intense pain. So what is priority one? To focus on the core, to focus on the heart, and to offer some light in that darkness, to offer some healing for that pain. What was the first thing that Allah Azza wa prioritized? The rest 